Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for another rousing episode, but before I get into introduction, I always do my housekeeping. So please log on to TrendingTopicsWithBBPodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email the pod at ttwithbbpod at gmail.com. That's where all the communication can go through there. Like I said, any questions, comments, or concerns. Along those lines, if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or what is now known as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, really basically anywhere podcasts are found and it allows you to leave a rating and comment, I would appreciate if you did. It helps this podcast be found by other great listeners like yourselves. So thank you once again for listening to this podcast. Also, please tell a friend uh, about this podcast. Word of mouth is still a thing. So even though you can find all the links and deets to our social media on trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com and social media tends to rule everybody's world, I still appreciate a kind word of encouragement to your fellow man or woman that you encounter on a daily basis. That being done, oh, and to remind you, there's only about 41 days left of my India Go-Go campaign for crowdfunding. Uh, I'm trying it again. If it doesn't go well, which it's really not, uh, no harm, no foul. Just trying something new. But I appreciate if you would support uh, the pod doing that as well. And there's a link under the news category on trainingtopicswithbbpodcast.com where you can get involved, which includes getting some lovely perks yourself. So definitely check it out. Now that housekeeping is truly finished, I want to introduce my guest. Uh, As you well know on this podcast, or if you're a new listener, you will have to go back and listen to past episodes to find out. But I am really passionate about trance music, which is a genre of dance music and I as you will have figured out with this podcast or you will uh, I love to talk to people about their stories uh, their journeys and learn more from people through conversation that's why I started this podcast Uh, so definitely uh, go back and check out past episodes but today's episode is with a wonderful man that goes by Radeon 6 in the trance world. Uh, We have connected over the years. I've been a huge fan um, of his, and without really ruining our chat, um, you can definitely check out why I'm a fan. I I mentioned a specific track in our conversation of that I just love that he released in 2016. But before I get to that, um, we also uh, had a quick brief we kind of missed each other uh this past november uh there's a wonderful trance festival in uh the united states under the brand name dream state uh we almost connected then uh but our schedules didn't align uh as mentioned as well uh but i don't want to really ruin our chat So enjoy this lovely conversation with Radeon 6. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Podbean. Did you know that 2018 was the year of the podcast? Hell, I may have made that statistic up. 
But due to the popularity of the podcasting medium, it is a great way to help your brand or business grow. This podcast is going on four years of labor and love and trial and error. That's why I chose to host my podcast on Podbean. Podbean is one of the medium's best options for hosting your podcast that has been and will constantly evolve over time. My listeners can get one free month now of hosting by heading to www.podbean.com slash ttwithbb. Again, that is www.podbean.com slash ttwithbb. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Ringer. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast but need a way to interview guests long distance? Or do you have a need for a conference calling app but with, without the risk of software issues? Then Ringer is the app for you. After some careful research of all the apps out there on the market, Ringer became the clear favorite. Ringer can be used on your PC or Mac or smartphone through a convenient app. They have two inexpensive plans for you to choose from based on your needs and features to create studio quality audio. My listeners can save up to 25% on a plan using ringer.com slash TT with BB. So what are you waiting for? Have the broadcast of your life with Ringer. And that's again for all my listeners spelled R-I-N-G-R dot com slash TT with BB. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Teeth Powder 2.0. Have you been looking for a toothpaste alternative that does not contain fluoride? Do you have sensitive teeth, bad gums, and overall bad oral hygiene? Then Teeth Powder 2.0 is the product for you. Now, Teeth Powder 2.0 was developed out of the necessity to strengthen enamel, get rid of plaque, clean gums, and keep your oral health in tip-top shape. This product is exclusive to my listeners, and you can get your own 70-gram order for just $12 by heading to teethpowder.com, then clicking on the Products tab. Again, that is Teeth Powder, T-E-E-F-P-O-W-D-E-R.com, then clicking on that Products tab to get your order. Now have a healthy and prosperous life with Teeth Powder 2.0. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I've been meaning to reach out to you for a while and then our schedules, but I'm glad we could do this. Um, and we kind of sort of literally almost ran into each other at Dream State. Um, I yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, introduce myself, but you know how Dream State was. So, um, yeah. So other than, um, so you were mentioning, uh, family day to day. Uh, so your holiday season went well. Yeah. My, my, my holiday season went really well. Um, to end 2018, we uh, went to Poland to the family of my girlfriend. And it was really nice to have some days off and reschedule the thinking for 2019. So yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And the last two weeks, was uh, very busy to start a new job, um, yeah, do new things for the Radiant Six uh, project, and um, yeah, now this weekend uh, was just to relax. Yesterday, a friend of mine came by, and we didn't see for four years, so really nice to meet him again. And yeah, today was family day. <laughs> I know our our uh, interview. <laughs> right awesome well yeah. um i usually before we get to 
um, kind of a little bit to what's happening now, like you mentioned with your project, mm -hmm. I usually like to ask kind of where uh, you come from, like your background in music and, and how trans, like, like when you started with trans, because everybody kind of has their story of how trans happened. Came into the lives. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no so, problem. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where can I start? <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> um, you mean professionally or just with music or well, what would you both. like to know? Yeah, um, just kind I of involved... background. Yeah, cool. No, I involved actually with music very young. Uh, as I heard from my mom and dad, that I was already as a baby very uh, attached to music. Um, I was always around the radio and everywhere something could be with sound. I was around it. So that was already something really early in my age. And I still can remember that when my mom had piano lessons, I was at my age of third. She learned me to play piano a bit. Of course, it's not like a, I'm a Bach or, but she already teach me with, with the piano. Um, and also my dad played a music instrument with a trumpet. That was what I did as a child as well. But, uh, I can't rem know. I don't know if I'm still uh, know how to play. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then later on I played also keyboard lessons. So music has been always in my yeah in my life. And with trance music, it really was when I met once Chesto, I think it was yeah, and and Spock and Brida, when he was playing um, in his club where he was the resident. But the, the first yeah, real big show was on Inner City in 1999. And also in that year, I started as a DJ with 15 in a local club. As a DJ, back then it was my ex, Forza, the Italian word of course. Uh, and I started uh, to play in, in the local club as a resident. Uh, but yeah, my friends couldn't come over, so I invited them on a special party for 16 years and um, and older so that they could also meet me when I played my passion, the trance music. So uh, it's called Show Them a Dance. That was really uh, interesting to see that every holiday I had a party like this and it was always sold out with names like um, Johan Gile, Rank One, Marcel Woods, all these kind of guys played at my party. So it was uh, funny. Yeah, so that's how it started, actually. <laughs> awesome. So uh, you mentioned one thing that I find cool. So you started, uh, you said trumpet, right? Yeah. So, no. mm -hmm. so do you think your background in learning an instrument kind of um, propelled you once you got into trance? Or do you do you think it was completely kind of separate sense of the whole DJing and residency you mentioned? No, I think this trumpet was more like uh, in the south of the Netherlands where I grew up. Uh, you had carnival. <laughs> that was where my dad played the trumpet. So it's not really professional or something. And then I walked as a child with him 
that with the music with piano it always was interesting my dad played it as well and my mom also and when i played keyboard i know that i'm uh, when was it uh, so long ago i don't know i think it was when i was the age of 13 and i think still then to a limit it was really hot at that moment and i already knew this band when only the djs uh, of the, the producers were behind it the, the belgian producers and it was like a sort of techno but also this Paul van Dijk and, and everything started to come slowly with Chesto and yeah, all these, these guys and Armin. And that was more that it was interesting for me to see them um, playing and that music yeah, with the, the, the energy and the, the melodies that something that really yeah, fits with me with the 140 it was back then what I played, uh, the BPM. And that was really something that, yeah, could you lift up and tell a story with DJing? Back then, the, the, the tracks were also longer and you had two breaks. And that was something that really fits to me as a person. Yeah, and that was what also yeah, made me go to this direction. If it's, if it's with melody, that's something what really yeah, can bring me in a certain state. But it doesn't need to be always trance. It sounds really strange, maybe for people, but yeah, it's a good melody and something. Yeah, it's interesting. But as a producer, right. yeah, so that, that fit, fits me the best. <laughs> well, that's great. I, I like evolution in music. Mm-hmm. My question: well, You mentioned um, kind of some of the other artists that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, when you you're you mentioned like rank one mm-hmm. and even Tiesto and I mean the evolution that you've seen, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that maybe growing up where you grew up you were able to uh be immersed more in the music and, and you said that there was parties for sixteen and up. Do mm-hmm. you think that is a reason why we as Americans feel that um, Europeans kind of respect the music a little bit different than, um, say, us in the U.S. would feel. Do you think it's because you have such a young exposure to it? I don't know, yeah. I grew up with the idea, everything you want, you can achieve. Also, my mom and my dad, they supported always from, yeah. If you do something with passion, it's really something you can get out a lot but you need still to study and have a background to be sure that you can have a job when the passion is not working and when i was little yeah this this music was always really interesting this this entertainment thing and i don't know always being a part and especially when i how i started with djing it was uh, with a, a cousin of mine we had four uh, pickup players, what we could rent from someone or, or um, yeah, renting from someone with 180 vinyls. And then I tried it and after an hour he said, yeah, you need to stop. Um, I will call my friends, but he recorded it uh, uh, secretly on a mini desk. And then 
I listened it back and I was like, huh, whoa, sounds pretty cool. And uh, I used it also as a demo to send to this resident club. But in that midday, friends of him came over, was in Belgium, and then we made a really cool party from midday till I don't know what what time it was at night. Also, friends of them, uh, they had some vinyl, so yeah, we had a really cool party. And then I think one week later, I gave this demo at the at the the club, and then they said, uh, "Yeah, Saturday, uh, we want to test you with Johan uh, Gila or you, uh, DJ Jor, I think it was." And then he couldn't come, and then Johan Gila was the first one where I played with. It was for 2,500 people. So I needed to go with my dad on the Saturday, buying uh, a headphone uh, uh, suitcase with vinyls. <laughs> and that's how it started. And uh, luckily it went really well. And yeah, then it lived off. We went, uh, I, I went and uh, also to other parties in, in Europe and got invitations to go to Mexico and China and stuff. It was really going well. You don't didn't need it to produce that back then. And the background stories, what I can tell, I don't know if we can do it in this uh, interview, but yeah, it went really off. Like, um, yeah, if you want something, you can arrange a lot. But also influence from outside can stop it because uh, I did it for 10 years, I think. Or a bit longer, you know, 10 years, I think. And then with my internship, I had three really big gigs. One in China, uh, I tour. One in Greece. And back then, I could go to Ibiza, yes. I could do a whole summer um, arranging there the whole evenings as a, as a planner and then also DJing. But yeah, because of my internship, they they wouldn't let me go. Yeah, that that screwed up my 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 act back then. But yeah, I need to finish my uh, my study. So yeah, you need to make choices. But now it's uh, a little so, bit more difficult with Radiant Six. I need to say, as back then, back then everything went really well. I had four performers a week sometimes, and. Uh, yeah, it was easier, as I can say. So, so you mentioned studies and you've mentioned um, how your family encouraged you to mm -hmm. finish. So so what is your background that's not DJing? Or is it part of, is it music? Like, did you study specifically no, no, music? No, no, no. Or was no. it something completely different? No, completely different. I went uh, to marketing management and international business. So actually building up companies and make it strategy things. And that's also my my normal job. I still have a normal job now when I have my family. Because a couple of years ago when my dad died in 2011, his wish was uh, to do something with my talent. And the year 2011, I was full-time in music. So producing and trying to get things ready for Radiant 6 because before I had only productions um, and the problem was that I had so many hours of uh, work that I traveled all over the world to 
to build a com- the, the company where I was working for as a marketing manager. And next to that, I had a club in Belgium where I was on the background, uh, also in the management and leading them to a next level. And also an own club in the Netherlands where I was working for. So it was really busy. Until 2011, I, I got the point that um, the whole staff was fired at that moment. Um, so 11 people from the 21. And then I was able to be with my family when my dad lived the last two months. So that was really good to to be there and, and, and have a good feeling that you have done everything to give your dad yeah, the last uh, yeah, help. And it made me also really strong to make all this emotion and music. So yeah, that was pretty heavy, but also the wish what my dad made uh, was something what gives me the drive now as well. But uh, he said, yeah, you have really cool job jobs what you had in the past but the real thing where i see my son is in music that's your talent and do something with it because that's where you see the fire in your eyes and uh, yeah i still keep that in mind but uh, i need to say it's really difficult to make it your day job uh, when you have a family because it's too dangerous um you have to take this risk to only focus on the music. Uh, yeah, that, that's something uh, I would love to, to only travel. But yeah, then you don't see your daughter and your girlfriend. So that's that's uh, also, a, how do you say, a decision what you need to make. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I think even when so... you were before 2010, when you then were in the market and also DJing a lot I think you had already a name because what I saw since 2011 it changed a bit that the people who came later are more difficult to get name in the market as before so when did uh, your project as Radeon 6 start 2009 that's what I thought. So I was just yeah. trying to figure out the year because yeah. um kind of been following for a while and I, I was trying to figure if it's been since then. So yeah. it kind of coincided with what was going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so what in, in that project, what, what have you found from Radeon 6 that maybe was different prior to that for you? Prior of what of the uh, the act before or what do you mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, what is what do you what did have you noticed that's different? Um, you know, as Radiant Six as opposed to um, kind of what you were doing before. Uh, before I was just a DJ, a sports app, but yeah, what it was. For example, in Rotterdam, you had uh, something like the Love Parade in um, Germany. Uh, it was called the Fast Forward, for example. Then I arranged one truck there and invited a lot of people from spinning records like uh, Four Strings, uh, Von von der Beke was on it. Um, 
Sound of Andorin back then, his first gig <laughs> was funny. Uh, it was really easy to start things up because then in the Netherlands, France was still mainstream. And when I quit in 2005, um, yeah, it became more hard style, I think, in the Netherlands. Because, yeah, the Netherlands are really early adapters, as you can call it. And, uh, yeah, you saw in clubs also, the clubs became smaller and more and more big events came in, like this fast forward. And even in 2004, this event was then the first time that I uh, got a truck on uh, fast forward. And a year later, for example, I had eight trucks of the 16 in total. So all people from Poland, from, uh, was it South Africa, from uh, Australia, a lot of friends of, um, of mine came over to, to play on the trucks. It was really interesting to see how things were going. And uh, yeah, it was interesting to see what, what was possible. And now you see that trends is more a niche um, market. Yeah, it's diff more difficult if you go EDM style. Yeah, then it's bigger or going house and it's all a little bit bigger. And yeah, also when I saw at 2014, when I um, still was at uh, Spinning Records, their focus was also to go on the younger guys like, like this Martin Garrix guy and his complete friends. And they said, yeah, we're going for the progressive house. I tried a couple of tracks there. Um, but yeah, the focus for them was to go for this new market, uh, the younger guys. And um, yeah, you saw that it's more difficult to get in in these markets. And also my, yeah, the tracks were not that good as, as hoped for, for Radiant 6. So yeah, the focus was, okay, where to go then? Try to find some new ways. And finally, I found uh, that I can go to the, the Armada label. And that's uh, yeah where we are now. But it's it's still not, even with all the support what I get from Armin, it's still very difficult to get the, the gigs at the moment. So, uh, but yeah, we keep on, on trying to make the, the tracks come out and get uh, my quality every time better. Uh, but I see that I have a lot of problems with the uh, with the social media. For me, uh, I work now this year. I think will be a little bit less. But last year was uh, around sixty till eighty hours. Then the family, and then later at night the the Radiant Six uh, project came in. <laughs> so less uh, sleeping, and a lot of working. I can I can understand the frustration. So, um, you you mentioned something interesting. So, you, the music obviously has evolved, and, and styles have evolved, and popularity has evolved. Mm -hmm. um, but you mentioned that you know that kind of in that area, you know, hard style became more of you know the the draw. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there's there's been a sh like People think there's an ups and down and trance left and came back, which I disagree. But mm -hmm. uh, why do you think there's this like up and down and 
how why it's so niche now as opposed to really where a lot of dance music began. I think it's in every market that things evolve. evolve. Um, if you see, for example, my brother, he's five years younger as me. For us, um, my friends and I, you had, when you were younger, was just mostly. You had one style where you listened to. I was very dance related. Uh, my friends as well. But you had also people who listened hip hop or something or rock or metal. And when I saw my, my brother's, um, generation, he was a hip hop guy. He liked hip hop, but he could also listen to my music. That was something already what you saw a little bit shifting. And if you see now, everybody is listening everything. Huh? You have playlists, or if you see only the set from this Nicky Romero or Martin Garrix, they have so many influences in their set that you think, whoa, unbelievable. If you know the trends from, you know, before if you hear these classic sets, they have a certain story, what you're telling. And if you hear the, the, the younger generation, it's like a, a sort of ping pong, like ding, 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 and, and it's going everywhere. But the energy is super high, and that's something what you see also in the in the in the normal life. If I see my daughter also, she is really going fast through uh, different videos from YouTube. For example, if she is on the phone, it's funny to see this these things that everybody has so many things coming to them. They have less focus, and it's also when you see younger people. Uh, making choices in their study. Uh, I helped a friend of mine with his um, gastronomy company to build it up. And um, I drove sometimes when we had not enough cars to drive them that I said, okay, come, I drive them. I had really cool conversations with these young people. They were sec 16, I think. They just started a, a new study. And then after a couple of months, they found out it's not the, the study they they like. And then they said, yeah, I take a year of sabbatical. I'm like, hmm? uh, I never did this. And we always get from our parents, yeah, you need to finish your study as soon as possible to yeah, to get a job and uh, earn money. Huh? But these people are more and more also my niece. If I see she's now at Curacao, for example, uh, for one year to help um turtles to grow and see how the environment is going underwater and stuff and these people were also going one year of sabbatical just to find out who they are and maybe they wanted to earn some money to make a a trip around the world it's totally different people are changing they don't know what to do with all the information and so many choices even if i saw with my uh, choice for study i didn't know what to do because yeah, what is cool, what you could do. I, I wanted to become a DJ, for example. Yeah, but there's no study. Uh, back then, there was no study. Now it is, but back then, you couldn't study for music. Uh, or you needed to go to the conservatorium and uh, learn how to play piano and drama and all these things. But now, yeah, you, you have so many choices. It's It's getting difficult, and it's the same with the music. You see big names like EDM is now also going to 
ja, house, tropical house, vocal house, progressive house. Uh, it's also with the trance. You see trance, vocal trance, uplifting trance, side trance. Uh, you name it. It's it's getting more and more niches. Get not not that huge thing anymore. Only if you see like Dream State, it was huge. How many people were there? But in the Netherlands, you have it every week. Every week, you have a big festival. So, yeah, it's it's getting difficult or different than back then. You see, not anymore the clubs. Before, you had clubs for over 10,000 people. Now it's smaller clubs, bigger events outside or in mass halls. It's It's changed. But, yeah, you see it goes from... Big to small is the same with with phones. Huh? First it was you needed to have a small one, then a big one, then smaller. Now it's getting a little bit bigger. Things are changing all the time because yeah, people evolve and yeah, trying to innovate themselves. So it's also with music. I think it's still called trends, but yeah, it's different than twenty years ago. Right. It's just interesting, the evolution all, I guess, just over time, because um, we have all different perspectives on how, you know, you find music or mm -hmm. you stick with music. Yeah. Um, but along those lines, um, can we talk about one of my favorite tracks you've done? Sure. And it's a remix of uh, Marco V's simulated oh yeah i cannot i've been i'm probably the one person on your spotify that replays that once a week at least to this day oh, it's you. i just, no, just at least um <laughs> um i just i just loved i i mean obviously i love marco v's version but mm -hmm. i i just loved your remix can, can you talk a little bit about how that um you know project came about because for me i i love the track mm -hmm. um and a lot of people are like, why? But it's just, you're, without losing the essence of the original track, um, what you added to it just made it, diff I don't know, just stand out a little bit more. So can you talk a little bit more, more about how evolving into a remix in, in the process? Yeah, it was actually very tricky because it's one of my favorite tracks of that era when I played as Forza and it was always my uh, gift at the end of the evening to everyone because it was such a powerful sound and for me it was always fun when you walked out of the, the club and the people were standing at a Saturday evening or at these events for the Shodama dance parties what I made that people were standing on the parking space and they were still whistling the melody it was always fun that people still know, hey, it's Porta back then, and that that they always recognized from, yeah, you needed to stay, you need to stay, then this track is coming. It was always the, this, that more and more people stayed till the end, and then this owner of the club or something was always asking from, whoa, how do you do this? I said, yeah, you need to have one gift to them, and then some way it becomes something that people know, and then they want to stay till they know, hey, it's a really cool ending. 
So that's about the story about why I thought hmm, that that's such a track what's in me, and I wanted to to see, uh, yeah, could I do something with it or not, and make it a really sick sound. And then I tried something. I made a bootleg. I thought, wow, I need to try it. And uh, then I found that it was getting something I could add to it, and still kept the yeah what you'd said as well the 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 originally energy from Marco. And that was really tricky. I said, wow, it sounds really good, and the people respond really well on it when I play that that track. And then, uh, yeah, I send it to the the guy at uh, the label, High Contrast, and be yourself. And then, yeah, the the owner said, "Whoa, uh, this sounds really good." And we send it to Marco to see if he's okay to make it an original remix. And then first he was like, "Yeah, should we do it?" Because uh, I don't know if I want to be back in the trance because he's more in the the techno. But uh, yeah, the the guys uh, came out and he called back again and said, yeah, it's actually such a good track. Let's do it. It's, it's really cool. And uh, also the label, they were immediately like, yeah, we need to do something with it because it's really a good one. So yeah, and luckily that I could make a, a, a good addition to it. Uh, but it's, it's difficult. I, I only do it when I have really the idea that I can add something. Like now as well with the track from Joran, he asked me to remix the spotlight. I could could choose other things, but he said, yeah, I, I think the best sound fits spotlight with your sound. And I said, yeah, I think as well. And then, yeah, I made this, this track and I think it became also a really nice ad, addition of Radiant 6 on this, what came out last Friday. But it's it's difficult. Sometimes it's yeah, you don't have the feeling with it, or it doesn't make this addition what you expect, and then you keep you keep it original and say no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but by the, these two tracks, it came out really well, and and soon some new track will, of an old track will also come out. Like Armin was already playing it in Bangkok, and if you see how the people react, it is also a track with. Yeah, what works on the dance floor. So, yeah. Do you, um, well, how do you feel about um, remixes nowadays? What I mean by that, I've noticed mm -hmm. recently that when an artist released maybe an EP or even a new album, mm -hmm. the remixes come a lot sooner than you used to see back in the day. Is it, is there, because we live in such a, a world where everybody's constantly listening to new music and new content and we just have a shorter attention spans. So it's made people want to re release re remixes basically right after the originals come out. Or is it, how do you feel about that? Because I, like I said, I, I love your remix, but um, it it's, seems like it's a little bit different than it used to be maybe 10, 15 years ago where it would take some time before an artist or a group of artists will release like a remix album or a remix EP or just a couple remixes. Yeah, I have no idea. That's something from the artist and the label, I think, 
but mostly the label decides when they find it good to make a remix or write out an, a remix. But now with Jorn, I can still remind that he is the guy who wants to have a remix coming out. Um, but for me, yeah, I don't know. I, I The only thing what I found out, um, and it's maybe funny to explain, back in the days when you had vinyls, I can still remember that you had a track came out on vinyl took uh, more than six months or sometimes a year before normal people uh, could buy as as a fan could buy the track and I can remember that when it was 2004 that tracks were, were uh, on the internet before they came on vinyl and that people came to you uh, at the club when you were the resident and they said, yeah, can you play this track? It's a, uh, that that one is not available yet. Oh yeah, I downloaded it on MP3. I can get the CD out of my car. That that point was so strange that the DJs needed to wait officially to play the track. <laughs> uh, and and even the, yeah, the, the, the party people came with the CDs in their hands. Like, Please, can you play this? <laughs> and if you see it now as well, yeah. Sometimes even the release date, what you see by, uh, for example, with Armada, yeah, sometimes you find on, on Russian sites three or four days before already the the album cover and, and already the track is for free download. And then you think, how is it possible that that these things are going so fast? Uh, it's all this digital economy. Uh, it has its advantage. Yeah? People can be found who have not the, the big support or the big names or the big money behind it, uh, like like singers or sang uh, or bands or DJs. When they have a unique skill, it can bring you to a huge platform. But it has also its disadvantages. And yeah, also with the remixes, you you have. I don't know. I think it, it is the time that everything ev uh, yeah, has has been changed. Things, the spans are shorter than before. They need to be very careful when they plan things, and also the social media. You need to be continuously on it. And I see it also as my act. I think my my weakest point is time at the moment, <laughs> and and that I see it also in the in the social media. Maybe if I could sit every day on the social media and uh, send out some cool pictures from me in the studio, then I think it should be maybe further than it is now. But yeah, I try to do what I can, but uh, I still uh, enjoy it as uh, with, with a passion and try to do whatever I can do. So this year uh, is also a focus to be more on the social media. But as I see now, the the first two weeks of the year, it's really difficult with a a new job to be uh, uh, on the social media. But I'm trying. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's understandable. Um, so, like, this year, you're going to continue with the Radeon 6 project, or do you have um, new projects that you're working on? No, I go uh, go on with the Radiant Six project, of course. Yeah, that's that's my 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 idea. 
there were some frustrations last year um as people could read on the on the facebook page but yeah actually the dream state weekend was really good for me it was uh five days really time for myself and yeah just walked in open and i wanted to to see how how are things in the states and uh, met a lot of really nice people talked with a lot of yeah, people from the dance there and i had no clue how my name would be in the states but a lot of people came to me they first were shy and i'm like why <laughs> i'm not biting <laughs> and uh yeah then they started to talk and said yeah it's really awesome to see what you're doing and um yeah it's a pity that you're still not played over here and yeah it was really nice what they they said about yeah what what you're doing and yeah mostly as an artist you don't see much 90 percent of the people don't comment or like things it's the same like i'm uh, going to the city where i've been born uh, actually nobody is liking it and every time that i walk there everybody comes to you and they say yeah it's really cool what you're doing and you're uh, going really well and blah 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 like huh? how do you know i mean you never comment or like yeah no we see it so that's funny that you don't know anything, but yeah, nice sometimes to know that people appreciate what you're doing and where you put your time in. So, but it's it's really interesting to see how the 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 United States are are looking at at the dance, and I really enjoy the the atmosphere at Dreamstead. I need to say it was really really cool to see that 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 early people already dancing it's it's like every country has this routine of going out but yeah in the netherlands we are really spoiled huh? every week and already for yeah when i was 15 already had so many parties and uh, always the biggest parties and the biggest and the biggest names and yeah, you see that we are spoiled they, they wait till for example till 12 before that someone is going to dance and if you see in the eastern part of Europe, they, they come in and they are already at, even if it's seven or six, they jump around like it's already 12 in the Netherlands and also in the States. People are not waiting till the first one is going to dance crazy. No, they just go in and have fun. And that's really interesting to see around the globe where you play. Or, for example, in South Africa, I was. Or that energy over there was also awesome. It's, it's so cool to see and that's what i always say i'm really blessed to have this um uh, hobby I, I call it now more a hobby as a job to to see this around the world and talk with people even yeah, now this time with you talking as an interview yeah it's really cool i, I like it a lot so thank you also for asking me <laughs> Well, of course. Like I said, I'm a fan. Um, and as you know, I, I love trance. So I, I would love to, you know, I just, I, the reason why I, I do my podcast is mm -hmm. because I like to talk to people and I, I feel like, you know, you learn more from actually talking to a person mm -hmm. as opposed to what is always posted on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 
even though, yeah, that it's a great marketing tool, it, you know, everybody portrays what they want to portray online. So mm-hmm. it's nice to actually have a conversation with yep. people. Um, so you mentioned, I mean, I like, it's interesting because I've noticed that there's, I guess with the popularity of dance music around the world, um, I've noticed there's a lot of talented people, but a lot of people really wanting to become, I don't know, necessarily famous, but, you know, successful and make that their primary job. Mm-hmm. Um, you've mentioned that, you know, it's your hobby and it's not, I mean, you have another career, mm-hmm. you have a family. What do you say to those people that really want to just like jump into it and make it their job and realize, oh, I might actually need a, a day job to support my passion? Because I've noticed the people that are just, they don't realize that maybe what, you know, that it's as hard as it is in the music business to break through and make it your full-time job, um, especially with the array of talent that's out there. So what do you, what is your advice for maybe upcoming artists? Um, I would go for it. Just be, to be honest, never let someone stop, uh, your, your passion and, um, just make something unique. You need to be really unique. That's also something what I've spoken about with, with Armin. But it's still difficult. I mean, even Armin, he plays every track since that I produced since 2009. He played almost every track, uh, on his sets or in a state of trance. He came even last year on, on the podium to, to say how, how much respect and how, how he liked what I do. And, and I was really flabbergasted that he would, yeah, joined me on the podium and came, yeah, to show how much he appreciates what you're doing. And um, if you, it's just one of my idols. And if you see how he does things, even he has to involve evolve his his tactic. I mean, if you see all the 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 big guys, and uh, it's really interesting. I'm I'm a person who is really also looking. A lot to people how they got their career kicked off. Like Chesto had this inner city point that really left him off. Then he had this Olympics and a lot of huge awards what he won. But then he made the change. Okay, I'm going to the States. I'm going to do a college tour. So that made him one of the best paid and still one of the best paid DJs in the world. And a lot of friends, fans don't accept it. But I think he is one of the best business guys and he does what he likes. So I really am thankful. Even when I went in 2003 to his in concert, just in concert, he, he made every time with his team a really good step. He was always the first to do something. With Armin is the same. He has a really good team around him to see that this a state of trance is one of the biggest things what made Armin a big brand. If you see with Paul Van Dyke, he is also a really good team what bring him brought him to this level where he is now. Martin Garrix also. He had this unique track, came in I think it took two and a half years. I could see a lot of uh, when I was at spinning. I would 
made to this huge track but it's what i found out is it's really you need to have a team around you because i did mostly everything alone and i see you can do a lot but yeah time is an issue and with a team you can get much further also with the state of trends if you see armin has ruben next to him and ruben is a really big part of a state of trends he prepares a lot even on the tour you see the whole team from armin around him i know a lot of them uh, also the guy who had I, I had as a light jockey back then in my resident club he's the, now the light jockey of armin yeah, it's so funny to see this guy is also going everywhere where Armin is, he is going. He has a sound engineer who is always going with him. Someone who does the visuals. And even around these three, there are still six or seven people around who are again working with them to make this production going like yeah, everything goes correctly on time with the music, the beat, the light. Everything needs to be perfect. So it's not only DJing, it's not only the productions, because for me it was like, when I started, I thought when I have quality productions, when I have the skills to make at least a set, huh, then it should be enough. Uh, people say, yeah, you have also the looks. I can't uh, say it by myself, but um, they said, yeah, you look like a DJ and uh, yeah, everything, you have the whole package. And I said, okay, fine. but. As I see now, you need to also to be on social media. You need to have actually a team who knows what they do with marketing, uh, the the bookers, etc., etc. But that's the point. Even when Armin tried to get me on some agency, uh, this agency said, "Ah, okay, we need to check out if it's still hot enough for us to market him." And it's the chicken and the egg story, as I always say. Yeah, or you put in a lot of money in the front, and then you can make it maybe. Or you have first to have the gigs, and then you get the big agencies. It's it's, it's yeah, it's a strange uh, yeah. How do you say? I don't know how to explain. It's it's, it's a, a strange combination what you need to make in the beginning, but. For sure, for the new generation, yeah, maybe it's good to, to start with a team, to find people who can do your social media, help you with it, and you be sure that you, you're building a brand. That's, that's the most important thing. Even if you look at this football players, uh, they, they are worth what their sponsorships are and how much followers they have on, for example, Instagram. It's more important lately uh, than the rest. You see a lot of people also paying likes, uh, make yeah, a lot of numbers, and they get a lot of bookings, even if they uh, the promoter doesn't know uh, what they're really capable of. But yeah, that's how the market is. It's all about money, and yeah, they want to be sure that they sell the tickets. And it was a really interesting conversation what I had last year with uh, some really good strategist who also works for Hartwell, for example. That's the same team for Chesto. And if you saw in one year, he was one of the biggest 
um, at once. He became with his hard style in one year the number one uh, DJ in the world. And if you see how they build up with the data science and everything, that's really interesting to see how the, this also involved. It's it's not anymore just a hobby. Uh, for the most people, it's just a business. Like also Martin Garrix had had thirty five people working in the states, twenty five in the Netherlands, and even more. You see, it's really yeah business wise. You need to look at it as business wise, and that's maybe also something what what I find trying to find now in two thousand nineteen to have more a team around me to get more space to focus again on my productions and the, the, the DJs uh, gigs and uh, also go for example for a, a live show every week and uh, yeah, make something unique again but yeah that, that, that these things come up when when you add It's it's interesting. So obviously the business side of things does help yeah, propel a lot. Mm-hmm. somebody. But at what point is that you know also a con? And what I mean by that is, at what point does that take away from somebody's passion or you know talent and and the music they create or whatever the art may be? Um, obviously. The music business has evolved. There's been a lot of stories of, I guess you could say that the word I'm thinking of is cutthroat, but Mm -hmm. is it in trance, for example, let's just like talk about trance. My my question is, I've heard that it, I mean, it's great. I I love the support you get from Armin and Mm -hmm. the team there, but is, is it more competitive than us fans realize? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a lot that people don't see. That's why I made a post as well to show people because a lot of people think by me like, "Wow, you're going all over the world." They only see the good things, huh? But I was writing this, and a lot of big DJs wrote also privately, like, "Yeah, you're going to stop. You don't need to stop. My God, you are talented and blah blah blah." I'm like, I've never said that I'm stopping, but I just want to show also the people that there are not nice sides uh, on the the background. But it's just, my mindset was, everything what I do, I want to do it good or I don't. There's no gray era. And for me, it's like, I was going to focus still to make it my day job eventually. But after dream state, I had the idea, okay, let me go back to how I started. It's a passion. It's a hobby. And when I get a hobby, I don't need to get the pressure anymore because it's more like everything what comes in is nice. And before it was like, okay, I played on a state of trance. This year, uh, again, in 2018, not 2019, but 2018 was again, I could play. Oh, it's going better so this year it should be really going off i had a deal with the agent where i was back then i set my goal is in 2018 and it was in 2017 october at ade i spoke out to him my goal for 2018 is 24 gigs yeah it will be easy no problem 
But the first month, I still didn't have any options. The second month was playing at a state of France. I arranged my own gigs around it. So February, March, and I didn't see anything coming in from his side. So I was a little bit, yeah, frustrated. Like, my God, he already took some money from my gigs without doing anything for it. I delivered the contacts. I delivered already everything. Then it's, I felt really sad because I'm a hard worker. I, I like to share things, but yeah, I need to see also that people are exactly as I do work hard. But no, they just sit back, wait till there, someone is ringing. And when it's ringing, they collect the money. And even if you present them something, they took the money. I'm like, that's not the way business is going. And then I'm maybe too naive or too too good. I was like, yeah, getting frustrated on frustration or frustration. You see other people going much harder than without doing the hard work. And then I was thinking, okay, good. At Dream State, I tried to find out things. Like, okay, how is Dream State working? Uh, I met uh, the, the owner of it but was also very short and then yeah met uh, some colleagues some people from the market unfortunately we just uh, missed us because i chosen to go not to the the meet and greet but uh, met some other people in santa monica um but yeah then i was talking also with an agent what wanted to have me from may then we started in august but eventually they didn't do also uh, anything only promises so i gave them a chance and then in december i said hey what's the status there is nothing coming and next uh, month i want to know what what we are doing and yeah, last week or two weeks ago i said okay i don't see anything happening so sorry now i cut the connection and I go to do everything myself again. And now I want to build up with people who are the same like me, like they would like to help me or uh, we can connect because they have an experience what I don't have and could help me building the brand of Radiant 6 again. And as I see, yeah, things are coming now easier to me with the new mindset since uh, Dream State. And especially in the weeks what I had off the last two weeks or three weeks from December, I made new plans for 2019 and also rescheduled my focus. I'm okay, I need to see it as a hobby and everything what comes in. Yeah, is a pro, but I don't frustrate what is not coming in. So I'm looking more on the pluses when you have a circle. Most people look at the negative, but they don't have, but. I tried to to reschedule and say again who I am, Mr. Positive, as they say. Uh, it's also better for me because then I'm again who I am and not anymore looking only on the negative things. So. Yeah. So moving forward this year, yeah. that aside and, 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 and kind of the goals you've mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, are you looking to do more gigs or, or are you just kind of 
looking to create more music and focus on being in the studio in your off time from your other responsibilities, what is what is, what is your goal for 2019? I have now a new job. Before last year, I was still responsible to get 1,600 people uh, a job, people who are having a disabled uh, mentally or uh, physically. And that was a really hard thing. I had eight departments to be responsible of, even yeah, real uh, companies. Eh? But um, yeah, it was difficult. Every hour you had another hat, what you need to put on and sit and look what could you do for these people. Now I work just for one of these uh, joint ventures where I was responsible. So one of these eight, I focus now on, I'm the, the, uh, the, how do you say, it? the boss of this, this company. So I have 10 till 30 people who are disabled who I can work with in a printing company. So for me, it's more relaxed because I can focus only on this business unit and yeah, try to build this out to a bigger company and give these people yeah, even more value uh, because I look what their talent is, or, uh, what their talent is, and try to find the right place in this company. So that's really giving me a lot of energy, and I'm more relaxed because I don't need to focus on eight different things. So that's already a plus. Now I have new ideas of making music. Um, Last year was more to build my brand as a unique sound of Radiant 6. And I think it became really well because before it was that people thought it would be a track of Gaia uh, or Radiant 6. And now people immediately recognize, hey, it's Radiant 6. So that's good. And what I have as focus for 2019 is that I want to bring out less tracks, but when the track is coming out, it needs to be a really good one. For example, the the ones what what is like uh, this living the dream, for example, or stuck in Rio, or just to, to name a few, they what really jump out of the the range of productions where people say, "Hey, that track is still there." and uh, now I had some tracks what are okay, but not that quality as I hoped, but I needed to pump out because I wanted to have my name outside. And now I'm more like, okay, I want to work on really good tracks. And when they come out, they are really keep in mind. And yeah, I'm trying to do something different, maybe with a vocal or something. And yeah, I want to have more gigs. And as I see, Last year, unfortunately, I had only six gigs. This year, I already have five options. I played last uh, two weeks ago. So I would have already my six gigs, what I had in 2018. So yeah, things are looking more bright than 2018. So I try to enjoy, again, the passion. And yeah, I see that it's more relaxed now. I have also more time like today. I can take off a day with my family 
before. I was always in a rush. And we also had some time with the family, but in my mind, I was already thinking, oh, I need to do this. I need to that, do that. Oh, and I am frustrated what was last week that it didn't happen like this. Now it's like I'm there, I'm with my child, I'm with my girlfriend, and yeah. But still in the evenings, I'm working a lot when she goes to sleep. And mostly I work uh, till late, but yeah, that's it now because I want to, but, and it's the beginning of the year. Awesome. So will you be, I mean, doing any of these gigs in the States or, or is it mostly elsewhere? Uh, I'm working on things in the States. So I can't promise because you need to have also visa um, to go over and play. But I found something new, what could help to make it easier. Uh, but I need to check it out. Um, but a friend of mine is now in the States. For a month he was, so Tuesday he will be back. And he prepared a lot of things what I gave to him to check out. And uh, yeah, also another connection came in last week. Who's trying to get also something uh, in the States. Yeah, and a lot of people from the States who I met in Dream State, they are trying to get uh, yeah, Radiant 6 over to the States. So I am really hoping uh, yeah, it will take place because yeah, the energy uh, level of all the people I met was uh, awesome. So would be uh, a great opportunity to give something back to this uh, United States fans. Awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. I know it's a, a day with your family, but no, no problem. I just wanted to have a conversation since I'm a big fan. and No problem. Um, also, part of what I do is to try to make sure everybody's heard and not just, you know, somebody that has, um, I, I guess, a huge uh, following. But um, so I will, other than your website is radiant6.com. Calm, right? No, dot NL. Yeah. Dot NL. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will put the link to your website and social media um, mm -hmm. on this description. But uh, is there anything that I may have missed or or that you want to promote coming up? Other than obviously they need to go pick up your your new track. But no, actually no. It's it's an open conversation as you uh, said before. Also, no, actually, it's it's really nice to talk with the people and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It was a pity that we didn't met uh, in in person uh, at Dream State uh, at the meet and greet. Then. But um, yeah, let's uh, yeah, make was... make a promise that we do it when I'm in the states somewhere that we uh, can try to to meet. Definitely. Them. That'd be great, and 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 it's still my goal to get over to Amsterdam. So maybe um, my goal one of these years coming up will be at uh, Amsterdam dance event. Yeah, and cool. maybe we could meet up then. Yeah, we'll try to see. All uh, right. Well, thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me. Hope it uh, it fits right, on well. your expectations. If not, you can call oh, me okay. again, well, and we do it again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, it was a great convo. I think yeah. everybody will enjoy our conversation. So. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe right, I, well, have I, a great I, rest of your day. Yeah, same to you. Thank you very much.